Welcome to the Fourth Dimension with Toby C, where participants dare to disclose bizarre experiences that occur in early recovery. The battle between good and evil, of God and of the occult. The psychic challenges we all encounter when trying to do the right thing. Now, here's Toby. Hey, it's Toby, your host of The Ghost with the most. I am the host of a concept show, and it's called The Fourth Dimension. Yeah, The Fourth Dimension. Rocketed into The Fourth Dimension. Maybe you've heard that saying before. Yeah, well, you know something? There's something really good maybe up in The Fourth Dimension. And by the way, there might be something not so good up in The Fourth Dimension. You never know. But what we're going to be doing today, as we do every day on this show called The Fourth Dimension, is we're going to be talking about the antithesis of God. We're going to be talking about, and you can call the antithesis of God, whatever you want to call it. You can call it the devil, you can call it Satan, you can call it negative paranormal energy, you can call it bad vibration, you can call it a bad decision, bad karma, uh, bad choices, you can call it his fault, her fault, its fault, my fault, you can call it whatever fault you want to call it, okay? But it's not good and it's not God, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to be talking about evil resistance that many of us recover at our earliest moments in recovery. Maybe you can relate to that. Maybe you have a loved one who's suffering and they're really trying to get out of that rut and they're suffering and they're stuck in that, that endless revolving door of recovery and hospitals and rehabs and they get better and they slip and they get worse and they go out and they get, they get better and they, get, they slip and it gets worse and it gets worse. And it gets worse. And I'm telling you, the worst is not a test. This is not a test. It's not a test of God. It's a test. It's not a test of God. It's something external, and it's evil, and it's out to get us. And we're going to be talking about that today, whether you like it or not. I have in the studio today a very good friend of mine who I've known for quite some time, Andrew W. Andrew, great to see you. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, what we're going to be doing with Andrew is uh, he's a little uptight right now, but I'm telling you, we're going to loosen him up because we're going to take Andrew on a magical mystery tour. We're going to be going, we're going to be going back to a place in time called our earliest moments in recovery. And, and I'm going to try to take this journey with Andrew, but who's ever listening to this program, I want you to imagine yourself taking yourself on this journey back in time, okay? And what we're going to be doing on this journey back in time is we're going to be taking a calm, objective look at really what was going on, okay? At what was really going on. There was something that was just set out to sabotage our earliest, most desperate moments to get better and to live and to survive and to be happy. And, and it wasn't internal. Don't give yourself so much credit, man. There was something external going on, okay? And whatever you want to do, you know, don't deny calling it something. Give it a name. Don't deny it, okay? Today we're going to call it the devil or we're going to call it Satan or we're going to call it evil. But I got to tell you, we're going to pull the covers off this snake and we're going to examine it for what it is. This show is not about Adam and Eve. It's not about the apple. This show is about the snake. Dig it? Got it, Andrew? Are you yes. ready? Yes. Let's do this. <laughs> All right. Now, and don't forget, I got to remind you, the fi if, if the figure of the devil is missing, one also loses sight of the figure of God himself, okay? It makes the concept of God very abstract. And that's exactly what the devil wants us to do. 
The more we can deny the existence of Satan or evil or the devil is, and blame it on something else, then the, then the less relevant and more abstract our conception of a higher power and God becomes. It's that simple. And that's exactly what evil wants us to do. Evil wants us to deny its existence. All right? In the past, Andrew, at these moments, these bumps in the road that we had in our earliest moments in recovery, do you remember blaming him? Or do you remember blaming her? Or do you remember blaming them? Or do you remember blaming yourself? Do you remember all that? Do you remember the blame game in the really, really early beginning where you, when you were getting beat down just when you were trying to get up? What do you think? Ooh, it's been a while. It's been a while. So, uh, and a lot of different directions this has taken me. Uh, one comes to mind, it was a she. It was a she. Uh, uh, and it was someone that snitched on me to uh, the police. I don't know if that's what you're... Uh, looking at well that was probably a person who was uh a channel of evil and um you know or maybe or maybe she was doing whatever now what we're talking about okay here we go let's go back let's go back to jail that was a low right yes and um and it was right after jail that you decided that uh, you were really going to take this recovery thing serious, remember? Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you go to N.A. or A.A. or C.A.? Or... A.A. All right. And uh, did you go in with an open mind, or did you kind of no. go in with your arms closed and your arms crossed? And Wasn't sure in the beginning. Yeah. There you go. There you go. So, why did you go? Because you didn't want to die, or because or you didn't want to go back to jail, or you just thought you'd give this thing a try? I was broken it wasn't uh, you know you hear a lot desperate uh mine wasn't so much desperate i don't quite understand that's not my story the gift of desperation was desperation not your story was broken uh in more ways than one and just didn't think i could rebuild again from the ground up as a addict alcoholic drug dealer so you were lost i was lost and i and the energy was so low and so dark. Yeah. So you were I, looking for something. I was looking for something. And and you thought you would give Alcoholics Anonymous a try. Um, or did somebody suggest it? Or did you know some other people who had gotten sober and their life seemed to be good? Or were you attracted to the program? Or did you did you get bounced into it on a DUI court card? Or what, what was going on in the, the earliest moments where where if you didn't recognize that your life was unmanageable... Somebody else is recognizing it for you. How'd you get up and how'd you end up in AA? Let's start right there. Uh, it, there's a there's a foggy part once from the time I got arrested. There's probably three to four months of heavy fog in there, mm-hmm. uh, detoxing and finding okay. and figuring out what was going on. So what what happened for me is. There was a lot of time hanging over my head as far as sentencing. That was one aspect of it. And then uh, there was some sort of jarring or awakening or whatever you want to call it when my dad came to visit me. Here he is, 74 years old, Mm -hmm. driving from, can I say, the Mm -hmm. the desert to L.A. County Jail. Mm -hmm. 
And he's 74. He drives two to three hours in traffic, waits in line there, three, he says, four hours to see his son, who's 50 years old. And it has to do with the look on his face and the hurt that I finally saw. I didn't see it these other times. Mm -hmm. So that was a, a big catalyst for me. But I can't say there was a, I don't know, a clear time of when I decided to dive all the way in. It was very okay. gradual. Okay. So the things, the three things that you're talking about that got you into AA in the very beginning was shame. Mm -hmm. You were terribly ashamed of what you were putting your father through. Yes. You were terrified of going back to jail or worse. Okay. Or staying. Or staying. So yeah. so that was definitely playing in your yes. head, no matter how foggy you were. Yes. That was a reality for you. Okay. Yes. And you were aware of that. And the third was maybe deep down inside you just didn't want to get any sicker and die. And you kinda knew if you kept this this uh, this behavior up, maybe you were gonna die. Were you in touch with your mortality or not? I mean No. Okay, so so let's just let's just say it was shame and and it was the um, uh, and it was the fear of uh of being locked up in a cage uh and what and, am uh, i doing with and, my life what what what, what and what so it was shame shame yeah. shame shame and the fear of being locked up yeah. those are your motivating yeah. factors for getting you through the doors of alcoholics anonymous so there it is that's your first moment take a deep breath so here's is it possible andrew that that right from the get-go you were on the wrong you know, the, your fork in the road was 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 already set. You know, you're you came in with 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 a motive that was was not entirely committed. How about that, right? Remember, sure. you said you came in. You weren't you weren't entirely convinced. You weren't completely open. There was some resistance, wasn't there, Andrew? Yes. All right, and I want to know. Okay. You know, we can say the resistance was self-doubt, low self-image. We can talk about self, self, self all day long. I want you to, I want you to recollect if there was anything external going on. You know, was there yes. anything external it, going on that kept discouraging you? Yes. All right. The 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 drama, and I didn't know this at the time. The drama-filled lifestyle and the fast-paced lifestyle, and the quick money and the fast women and you know uh there was a part of me that struggled with that internally like do i really want to give that up even though i was it was killing you it was killing me i was at bottom i, I wasn't too successful at what i was doing mm -hmm. and uh I was looking at a lot of time. I'm talking 20 years. And I didn't hear that when the judge said that. My dad had to remind me. Mm -hmm. But uh, something, I still was in the manipulation. I was mm -hmm. still in the blame game. I was still in the, I just, there was a lot of surrealness to where I was. And I kept thinking maybe I could do it right the next time or maybe I could do it better or maybe I could not get caught. That still kept entering. Right, so so there was an evil in that. Well, I understand, and you're talking self-talk. Yeah. But, Andrew, I want to know if she was going like this, come hither. Okay, if you saw images and, and you were in situations where people, 
You know, it was lights, camera, action. It was bling. It was fun. It was fast. It was exciting. And there was something. There was something going, come hither. There was. Andrew, what what did it look like, Andrew? What did she look like, Andrew? Because I'm telling you, that was something that was channeling evil, um, tailored and addressed specifically to you with postage, with no return address, tailored for you, man. Describe it. Well, what comes to mind, and this, and I didn't know this till you just brought it up, one was uh, the the fast women and the loose women and uh, how do I say? Uh, uh, hey, let me ask you this: strip hold, clubs. I oh, love wait, strip wait, clubs. Wait, 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 that wait, part. wait, wait! Hold this thought. Hold this thought. I want to know, and you tell me truthfully, and, and, and the and the listener is paying close attention to this. I want to know when you tried to just move on and move up and beyond this type of lustful behavior, okay? Yes, lust. Um, did she show up in spades? Ooh. All well, right, don't... Get back to you. Yeah, you'll get back to us after this break. We're going to be back right after this break for oh, the bottom of the hour with Andrew W. Hey, I'm Toby C. This is our show called The Fourth Dimension, and we're rocking and rolling, talking about evil resistance during our earliest moments in recovery. Be right back. Toby C., The Fourth Dimension. Enjoy our message, then please visit us at itmtoby.com. the imagination to take us places we might be afraid to go you are entering the fourth dimension with toby c there is no such thing as coincidences here's toby okay in case you forgot this show is about evils about satan it's about the devil it's about uh, the things that we encounter in early recovery early resistance evil resistance in our earliest efforts to get better, okay? And, uh, heck, we're going to talk about God all day long. God shots this, only God could and would have feared sod and la, la, la. But check it out. We don't want to talk about the antithesis of God. We don't want to talk about the devil, okay? And I'm not to say that whoever denies the existence of the devil is a heretic, but obviously the devil is not at the center of faith, but his figure is indispensable to understanding the mysteries of faith. And we always want to turn a blind eye to, to evil, okay? We want to blame him or her or it or ourselves. Or how about this? We want to blame God. The devil wants us to blame God. Have you ever heard anybody say, God damn it? They're blaming God, see? And that's what the devil wants. And don't you forget it, okay? Now we're, we're taking... We're already back on this magical mystery tour with Andrew at the very beginning, okay? And, um, and we were just talking about um, beautiful women <laughs> and, 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 how, and how it can lead to a form of um, obsession to think about beauty, 
whether it's male or female, to think about and to obsess about somebody's beauty physically is lust. There it is. And uh, Andrew, what happened when you tried to overcome lust and to move away from this type of behavior? I have a very visual imagination, and that's part of it. Shiny objects, uh, lust, lust, uh, you know, and it wasn't, believe me, it wasn't so much their inner beauty. It was outer beauty, and I think a lot of it is uh, I'm also living a fantasy world, uh, actually clean or sober. When you tried to get away from this behavior in the very beginning, okay, maybe you're blaming your, your alcohol and drug abuse on this type of obsession or something. Who knows, okay? But you told me that you were trying to overcome and move beyond this type of behavior. And the question was, did this behavior come back tenfold, okay, more than you ever expected, okay? When you were trying to get away from her, did she show up in spades, in various, in different times, uh, I did what I could to be distracted from that and uh, channel my thoughts and energy into other directions. But it would creep in. It would creep in. But I was doing a lot of reading at that time. Uh-huh. A lot of reading and asking for spiritual books from the outside. Not AA. I didn't want to read AA books. I didn't want to mm-hmm. read the big book. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything but that. Were you able, in your spiritual pursuits, and this is going to be a short segment, but um, were you were you trying to find and develop a relationship with a higher power, a God of your understanding? Yes. Okay. I was praying a lot. Okay. From the get-go. Right. And... Did anybody or anything answer those prayers and give you relief in early recovery? Not now, not long term. I'm talking about the moment when you're in in the midst of your bewilderment, your confusion, your contemptuous anger, your frustration. Think about that moment. I I was not feeling a lot of my prayers answered Uh, back then, today. I feel different, but at the time I was not feeling prayers answered. I was not feeling listened to by God. I was not feeling loved. I was feeling a very dark night of the soul in a cage with other animals. And did this, were these other animals by any chance good-looking women? No. And in fact, anytime I went to pray, meditate, and even sometimes just read, Uh they were distractions. And they didn't like the fact that I was um, and that I was meditating. (laughs) So they would, I got dominoes thrown at me once, a bag of dominoes in the shower. Interesting. When I was oming, um, they they threw that from the second floor up and hit me in the head with a bag of dominoes. Interesting. So let me ask you this, Andrew. Keep an open mind. Do you think, do you, it was a couple of women? No women, all men. Men. Jail, jail. Oh, this is in jail. Oh, this is in jail. Ah. I was talking about women. Ah, no. (laughs) The women, there was no jail and women, other than there was a couple of cute police guards. All right. Listen, we got off the... We got off the... We got off the the tracks here, man. We definitely derailed this locomotive. When we come back, we're going to go back 
to Andrew's earliest memories when he got out of that jail. Okay. okay. All right. And you're in you're in AA. Okay. And you're trying to not think about you know the dope and the women and the and the the lights, camera, and action. That's what we're talking about, man. Uh, we're gonna be right back with Andrew. We're gonna get this train back on the tracks. I'm Toby C, and this is our show about the devil, All called right. the Fourth Dimension. Don't you forget it. We'll be right back. message, then please visit us at itmtoby.com. Making sense out of nonsense. Making you as curious and uncomfortable as possible with the truth. You've landed in the fourth dimension with Toby C., Okay, I'm talking about good-looking women that Andrew's trying to get away from in the, in the strip clubs. And Andrew's talking about prison being hit by a bag of dominoes thrown up from the lower level while he was sitting in his cell chanting and trying to get spiritual. Hey, let me ask you this. Was your time in jail, it's county jail? Mm-hmm, L.A. County. L.A. County, I, I know that's 17,000 men. <laughs> hey. Um, was that early recovery for you? Nah, come on. That was, so, that was the penalty box. Someone told me no uh, in an in a, in a NA meeting. Uh, it was recovery for me because there was surrender involved and multiple layers of surrender, which is what I needed to start this road. So was it traditional recovery? No. Was it working with a sponsor? No. There was no one in there that had what I wanted that I wanted to work with. But there was a lot of spiritual moments along the way that I didn't so, so much see then, but I definitely see now. I bet. It. Let's say that your real first attempts at recovery were not in jail, okay? I'll bet jail was a very spiritual experience for you. I know it was for me, okay? But uh, a lot of alone time, really contemplating life and, and, and where I've been and where I'm going. I get it, okay? But uh, my recovery, you know, let's just talk about the attempt, all right? Who, who knows when recovery really starts, man, you know? That's, a, that's a, a moving target. But let's just talk about our first heartfelt attempt. And, and there it was. You already said that the reason why you went to AA meetings was you were overcome by shame, what you were putting your beloved father through and you were terrified of the prospect of being locked up in a cage mm. because this behavior kept kept it was a cycle okay right mm -hmm. do you do you remember things that discouraged you um in the very beginning that, that, that gave you some, some second thoughts that, that maybe this isn't the right thing for me. Maybe I'm just not in the right place. Do you, 
Do you remember? Do you remember the words or the behaviors of others, or do you, do you remember that feeling? Just um, describe it, Andrew. Describe it for us. Well, uh, if we're talking, if we're talking, the very first time I attempted sobriety is different from this last time. This last time, and I feel like you're talking after the jail experience when I got out of jail. So I'll I'll keep it as current as possible. So this last time, this current time that I got sober, I'm I gotta say when I got out of jail, I. I'm, maybe I need to jar myself some more, but I was so hungry for this new lifestyle and uh, another benefit to being locked up like that was when I got out, I hit the pavement running as fast as I could to a meeting, to recovery, to a sober living that I'd lined up before I got out. Uh, were there hiccups? Were there things along the way? Not as many as I hear in the rooms of AA and in meetings. It, I think I was just so hungry and surrendered that I liked it all. I mean, I'd really have to dig uh, to where there was any wavering and what... what there, there might have been a little because there wasn't trust with my family right off the bat, which I wanted to borrow the car. I wanted to have the keys to the house. I, you know, I'd been locked up with men for over a year, so I wanted to have a little love shack to go to, uh, and I didn't have those things. But overall, I was, I was, uh, there was a lot of peace for me to get into the rooms of AA in the desert and to start this path so tell us about your best moments of temptation andrew how about that okay mm. if you don't mm. want to go back to the very very beginning mm. and we can keep it current because you know um um your recovery it's a it's a journey okay mm. and uh and and maybe we're still on it for sure but um I'm not talking philosophically about the evil that awaits us. Do you have some close calls, Andrew? Do you have a couple close calls that could have taken you out? Her mm. or it? Uh, I, I, a I, real close what, call, what, man. What, Just what, terrified and scared the, scared the living daylights what, out of you. One does come to mind. Uh, and it's going to sound a little corny. Uh, I was helping Corn my, away. I was uh, working with my dad doing side jobs because I had no career, no uh, job uh, in particular. And I was doing handyman work with my dad. And we uh, went through uh, office building over here down the street. And he asked me to clean it up. And some homeless person had been living in there. And lo and behold, I came across a little bag of meth. There you go. And immediately... I put, opened it, smelled it, and put it in my mouth, just without even thinking, just like that. Thank you. What? Just hold that thought. That was, that was a ghost story you just said. You just told a ghost story, Andrew. Uh -huh. You were possessed by, by, by evil at that moment that said, nobody will know. I wonder what this will do. I wonder what it tastes like. Let's take a trip back in time. You went all these thoughts that were going through your head, right? There it is. 
I don't know. And if what do you think? Thought. I, mean, I, I think know, it was on autopilot. You see, absolutely. I think it was on autopilot. I don't think a thought. I don't think any of those thoughts went through my head, other than this is what I do. This is who I am. I am an addict. Let me taste it. Let okay, me see if it's okay, real. Now stop. We, hold that thought. Did God put those thoughts in your head? I would hope not. Did something other than God put those thoughts in your head? Just say it. I, I if, if, if God didn't do it, then something other than God did it. You didn't do it. Well, don't give some, yourself... some people say test. There's a test given to you. I don't it's subscribe not a te- to the test. Wait a theory. second. Wait a second. Mm. Was God testing you? No. Okay. Was something other than God testing you? I guess we 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 were we you testing there. you? Come no, on, man! I wasn't testing. Don't give yourself so much credit, man. The homeless man. person was the homeless person you know, that had been living know. there. Isn't that funny though? We always kind of internalize and we think, oh, this is a test. Oh, yeah. you know. But I don't hey, prescribe st- the test. You know, and I don't either. And and by the way, let's not give ourselves so much credit, okay? Yeah. It's something external, man. It's definitely something external that I Thank had no you. control, that I Thank couldn't you. pre-plan. Thank you. I didn't see coming. Thank you. Hit me sideways. Thank you. Took me, Thank as, you. as just happened with the Fine. railroad car. Great. Took hey, me on a different so, journey. So what do you want to name it? What do you want to call it? Oh, You're a pretty well, spiritual guy. I'll tell hey. you this. I'll tell you this. For those listeners out there, evil. There you go. Evil. Thank you. Evil. I'll put a name on it. I'll put a label because we live in a society with labels. There you go. So there it, it is. It was evil, period. And, and, and again, evil is just a metaphor for something that doesn't have our best interest in mind, okay? Yeah. It's not a loving, patient, tolerant God of our understanding. It wants to hurt us and keep us down and keep us in the dominion of, of, of hopelessness and the bondage of self, man. And there it is. And you had that moment. You had that moment when you found that little baggie of meth. Yes. There it was. But and I didn't you, ingest it. Of course not. I, of course I spit not. it out. Thank God. But, and I watched myself. Thank I was God. like, wow, where did that come from? Thank God. Where, there's the part. Yeah. Where did that come from? Mm-hmm. Where did I, it come I, from? And, where? And, well, so, Andrew, where did it come from? Say it. Satan. The Thank devil. you. Evil. <laughs> Hallelujah. Ay, ay, ay. Hey. I've been exercised, <sighs> uh, exorcism since then, though. So, you know, but and, and, and that's it. Oh, by the way, beautiful, uh, nice segue into, you know, um, Andrew and I are both members of the 12-step program. The 12-step program uh, is about trusting God, cleaning house, and preparing ourselves to help others. And and I often share in, in a lot of my radio work, Andrew, that when I did my four-step, my personal four-step was was an, uh, an exorcism experience, man. I really felt the demon pack it up and leave me. I felt this calm overcome me, man. I, I'll, I'll never forget it, man. And... Uh, and there it is. But, you know, you can't, you can't overcome a problem unless you know what the problem is, okay? You know? And, and I swear, there is only one who has all power, and that one is God. May you find him now. And what do you think, Andrew, in the very beginning? Was there something that just did not want you to find God? What do you think? Uh, yeah. Well, Without getting philosophical, man. I, was it external? Was it, it was she external. Or it? It, was, uh, it was one big block for me was not having a release date. I don't know if that makes sense to the average listener out there, but I didn't have a release date. Everybody around me had a release date. So that was like, uh, what do you do without having a release date of being in a cage? Yeah. I, that, it, it, was, it was really a lot of mental masturbation. Yep. And, 
Mind fucks. Yeah, you didn't you didn't know why you were going into recovery, but you knew you had to do it. And and again, we already talked about this. It was because you didn't want to be locked up anymore, and for sure you wanted to set things right with your beloved father. Okay. Yes. And that was that was paramount. And I wanted to be human again. Yeah. That part, human. I did, I just felt like I was the. I was the drag of society. I was yeah. pulling. I was a vampire. Looking back, you know, and we both understand what self-will is now. Looking back now, Andrew, do you believe that you were completely in self-will? Oh, most okay. definitely. All right. And selfish. Yeah. And self-centered. And by the way, and when you were completely in self-will, um, did you have any willpower? No. Zero willpower. Okay. And uh, so every time some external... However uh, I thought I did. Okay. Precisely. It's called denial. It's yeah. called, you know... Um, but and, and, and every time some external uh, energy, some external power baited the trap, you sprung it, didn't you? Yes. You sprung it, man. Yes. And Temptation sometimes, and you didn't, was and some, not my friend. And sometimes you didn't even think about it. No, I was on autopilot. There I was go. a full-blown drug addict, alcoholic in my disease, drank every day, used yeah. every day. Can you believe it, gang? We actually wormed a ghost story out of, <laughs> out of Andrew today. <laughs> I had to use a crowbar, yes. but we got it out of him, man. Yes. And, you know, when we come back for our fourth and final segment, you know, I want there to be some kind of a takeaway. I want there to be a takeaway, Andrew, for, for some, you know, guy or gal, man or woman, young or old, who's just in this cycle of, of recovery, and, um, and they don't know what's going on, but it's not its fault, it's not his fault, it's not her fault, it's not their personal fault, but... It's not God's fault. They're so confused, you know. And maybe, maybe you can help us make sense out of nonsense now, huh? What do you think, Andrew? I'll give it my best. I know you will. I know you will. Thank yeah. you so much for being honest, and and I promise I'm going to be really gentle with you right. during this fourth and uh, and final segment as we use our imagination to calmly and objectively look back in time at what we thought was a mere coincidence. And it wasn't, was it, Andrew? No. Good answer. Be right back. I'm Toby C. This is our show about evil resistance to early moments in recovery. And it's a show called The Fourth Dimension. So just call it what it is. It's the devil. Devil made you do it, didn't it? message, then please visit us at itmtoby.com. Are you feeling a little uncomfortable? Then you're right where you belong. In the fourth dimension with Toby C. Yeah, you better believe it. I wormed a ghost story out of Andrew. It wasn't easy. But we got him. We got him. Thank you so much for for really relaxing and and just uh, take a deep breath now. All right. So here's the deal. Um, let's just cut to the chase. You know, if you had it to do all over again, 
Andrew, if you had to go all the way back to the beginning, you could have saved yourself a lot of bumps in the road and a lot of headaches and relapses, right? I mean, there, there are a few of those along the way. So what do you think What do you think you might have done different in the beginning? What do you think? Well, I could have had a yacht, a Ferrari, and a Lamborghini by now if I would have quit earlier. And mm -hmm. uh, with all that uh, cocaine I did. However, uh, I think what comes to mind for me is that I could live a joyful, happy life as I'm living now if, a big if and a big maybe, if I would have learned something that comes to mind and then I picked up from someone else is if I would have learned not to say F you to God by intoxicating myself to, you know, what's the best way to honor God? to have a clean mind, body, and soul. Perfect. That, that's the best way I could honor God. So there it is. He so, made me perfect. So there it is. One, one thing that you're stating that you could have done different in early recovery is you could have honored your agreement with God. Yes. Did you, did, you, did you ever have any of those moments, Andrew, where you were on your knees screaming out overtly or inwardly for God to help you and to please rescue you and you'll never do this again. Do you ever have those moments? Most definitely. Okay. Most definitely. You were entering into an agreement with God. Yes. Like most of us. Yes. And did you honor those agreements? Probably not. You probably broke those agreements every single time. I think I broke them every there, time. There you go. So, so if you had it to do over again, what you're saying is you would have tried to honor your agreement with God. Yes. And, and again, I hate to say this gang, but and feel, and feel. What about right. feel? I didn't want to feel a lot of my life. So in order to honor our agreement with a God of our understanding, doesn't it make sense that we need to understand what negative paranormal vibration is possessing us so that we consistently dishonor and break our agreement with God every time? But we don't want to go ahead and acknowledge what keeps resisting and preventing us from honoring our agreement with God. We keep blaming ourselves, don't we, Andrew? Yeah, a lot of that and a lot of blaming of others. Yeah, and we're giving ourselves and others maybe a little bit too much credit. And sometimes we blame God too. But we really don't give credit where credit is due, do we? We really don't we really don't pull the covers off and show the snake in the corner, do we? Uh I've been known to not acknowledge that. Yes. Yeah. Who wants to? No. Life is full of pain and 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 the, unicorns. The, the hits the hits keep coming. We want rainbows mm, and unicorns mm, and butterflies, man. Life. Nobody wants to look at the snake, baby. Yeah. But uh, so there it is. So maybe if you had to do over again, you would have you would have tried to be a little bit more conscious, conscious, conscious of the presence of evil, in order to really appreciate you know, the presence of good. What do you think, Andrew? That and be more of an observer, not take the bait, not take the bait. So be think it through a little bit. Slow it is. down. Interesting. That's so godly to slow things down, to pause when agitated. Something ungodly wants us to to do it right away. You know why? Because it's a fear. There it is. Does God create fear? Not fear 
of God in us, but overall fear? No. No. God is a God of faith, the antithesis of fear. Yes. Who or what, Andrew, wants to keep us in everlasting ignorance and fear? What is that? Evil, Satan. There it is. And why, why can't we just look at it for what it is? You know? Mm-hmm. Is it denial? For is me, it just not that important? I believe uh, a lot of that it comes from my childhood Christian Lutheran background and man-made versus spiritually designed mm-hmm. philosophies. Did you talk about the devil growing up in, in church a little yeah. bit? Yeah, yeah. But it was right up there with Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny, right? Just yeah. kind of a mythical figure yes. with horns and... and, and but uh, but never could really uh, see proof or, or evidence. I didn't of see the, the pitchfork or the horns. We would call it evil. Uh, call yeah. a bag of yeah. meth yeah. evil. Yeah. Yeah. We we would call the the things that people do to other people evil. We can see evil all around us, but for some reason we want to deny the existence of evil in our own personal journey journeys. It's more easy to turn a blind eye to evil, and to just concentrate on the good, and that's okay. That's okay, Andrew. And that's okay, listeners, you know. It's okay to give yourself a break, okay? That's why we have this show is to, is to go back now and to look at it for what it is and to help the newcomer and the listener to open their mind to the existence and the presence of something that's satanic or demonic or evil that does not have their best interest in mind, okay? And I swear, if you really concentrate... And if you're aware of the presence of this evil that's sitting right next to you, trust me, your dependence on a God of your understanding will become paramount. No human power could relieve our suffering, but only God could and would if he were sought. And there's something, Andrew, from the very beginning that didn't want us to seek God. And it wasn't an inside job. It was out there, jumping around, still out there <laughs> it's still out there of yeah. course of course it's still out there it's 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 in this room are you kidding it's everywhere but here's the deal it ain't it ain't keeping it ain't nesting in my soul today okay i clean right. house man and and i'm trying to keep my house clean Trust by God, the way we live here house. in the desert and you know what happens if you don't clean house and uh, you have a dirty uh-huh. house and you leave your door open you get a snake in your house yes and we don't want a snake in our house and dust everywhere. My goodness. Did you enjoy this show today about uh, pulling the covers off the snake and, and taking a journey back in time, Andrew, and, and really exploring what your ghost story was? I think I did. I think I'm even open to another segment. Thank goodness, because it's a two-hour show. Oh. All right, we're going to be back with Andrew W. for another hour of ghost stories and i swear i'm gonna squeeze a couple more out of them i promise you hey i'm toby c say goodbye andrew goodbye and good night <laughs> okay or good morning we'll be back toby c the fourth dimension evil resistance during our earliest moments in recovery come back soon If you enjoy our message, then please 
visit us at itmtoby.com. Welcome to the fourth dimension with Toby C where participants dare to disclose bizarre experiences that occur in early recovery. The battle between good and evil of God and of the occult, the psychic challenges we all encounter when trying to do the right thing. Now here's Toby. Hey, it's me. It's Toby. That's right. The host of the ghost of the most. How you doing? Welcome to the fourth dimension. If it's your first time joining us, welcome. If you've been here before in the fourth dimension with me, Toby C., welcome back. And we're starting hour number two with Andrew W. Welcome back, Andrew. How was your lunch? Good, good. I'm having a cup of coffee and a little snack now. Beautiful. Hey, by the way, if it's your first time to the fourth dimension with Toby C., I'm here to tell you we're not... This is a very interesting uh, concept show um, we don't uh, we don't really talk about God, but we talk about the antithesis of God during the show. We talk about the evil experiences that so many of us, Andrew, Toby, and so many of us have experienced in early recovery. And we're going to try to take a calm, objective look back at those evil experiences and share them with you so you might be able to pass these, these concepts um, along to somebody who might be suffering, that there might be another um, player in the, um, in the revolving door of insanity and recovery, okay? And that player is not him or her or it or you or God. It might be Satan, okay? And here's the deal. Um, we're not here to put Satan on a pedestal and, sur- and, and focus this whole show on the devil, but it's simply to be aware and have a reason to be alert and sober so we can be aware of the presence of evil and try to point our imagination and our energies and our minds toward good things instead of toward bad things and open ourselves up to bad experiences of which Satan is really good at exaggerating and amplifying and magnifying. We set, we set it up and he kicks it into high gear. Can you dig that, Andrew? What do you think? I can. I can. And... I've had a little time during the previous segment, and uh, yeah, I got some ideas in store to share with y'all. Yeah, and by the way, if you missed hour one, I just want to tell you that Andrew, Andrew, like so many of us, had an interesting experience, and um, and and at the end of the day, um, I think we we determined that Andrew was in denial of this surreal life. He had a surreal life, a life of fantasy, a life of bling, a life of, of bright lights, a, light of shine, a life of shiny objects, of a fast-paced lifestyle, of the quick money, the pretty fast, loose women, you know, the whole deal. It was a fun ride, wasn't it, Andrew? It was at times. You, know, you better believe it. And, and that's the great illusion because, you know, something external wants us to think that this is the right road to take, okay? This is the lifestyle that you want. When you're here, you have arrived. You succeeded. Did you have that sensation when you were deep in your disease and, and in the middle of this insanity, Andrew? I did, and I actually left off a part that I just came to mind. is I also lived on a yacht in Marina Del Rey for a while. And uh, talk about fast-paced life, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, who doesn't want to live on a yacht? 
Right. So that's when that's when drug and alcohol abuse and that crazy, insane lifestyle was working for you. Okay. Yeah. It worked for you. You felt like, man, I've really arrived. I've, I've made it. Yes. Right. I've made it. Uh, the pinnacle of serving self, wasn't it? It was the pinnacle of self-service. Although at the time you didn't really you didn't realize it, did you, Andrew? Well, that and I was in denial there because there was a lot of times I was in a dark, dark spot by myself on that yacht when I was coming down from cocaine or um, uh, drinking all day and night and uh, all alone and, you know, crying in my pillow and dark, dark night of the soul. So the, But the, on the outside, it looked good. But you were still visited by the, the headless horseman. Yes. And, um, and that, that terror yes. was still present. And, um, and the bottom line is we're not here to repeat our one. If you missed it, you got to listen to it. What we're trying to do is we're trying to get to a moment here in Andrew's earliest attempts at recovery, at getting better. And we're trying to identify possibly if there was something evil that was present that we weren't aware of at that time, right? And again, you know, we're not here to talk about the philosophy of the devil or whether or not the devil exists or not, or the crazy stuff that the devil causes us to do on the way down, or the battle that we have throughout the remainder of our life, you know. Um, now, that's not this show. This show is to talk about that sweet spot of recovery, the moment we are, are down at the very bottom. We've hit bottom. We'll do anything to lift this merciless obsession. We're ready to, to sell our soul to God, to surrender our will and our life over to Him. And, and all of a sudden, something bizarre happens, see? We're not here to talk about the bizarre things we've done. We're here to talk about the bizarre things that we experienced and they were external. So here's where we're going to go now. Andrew, you, you made it to L.A. County Jail successfully. You were shipped in a bus in shackles to, um, to uh, this prison in downtown Las Vegas. Jail. Jail, okay. And you were sprung. And tell us what it felt like being sprung in downtown Las Sin Vegas. City. Sin City. Sin City. Um, would you say you were at your bottom? At that particular time? Or are we still in shock? <laughs> oh, well, first off, it's sort of hard for me to relive some of this stuff because it's not who I am today so mm -hmm. much. So, and I'm trying, you know, so be yeah. present in the present. But uh, something came to mind at the earlier segment we did, and... Uh, I definitely had some evil uh, pull on me uh, after release. Now, once again, denial creeps in and or suppression, and I sort of swept it under the rug. However, I just celebrated seven years, mm -hmm. and my dad was there at, at this particular meeting, and he brought something up that I didn't pay attention to and I think this is a good example at least for me where evil was present so share us what he brought up that you were unaware of that he kind of brought up and reminded you of and, and, and it was and it's emotionally charged for me so we'll see where we go with it but uh, so I get released he had come to uh, court the day before uh, because I had a court date the day before, and they were deciding if I was going to stay in there another three or four years. 
uh, and they were going to hold me, or uh, if there's some way I have redeemed myself since I just got done serving time in L.A. County. And uh, between him and the public defender I had, they were able to work out a deal and give me time served, just get the heck out of Nevada type deal, uh, you know, they ran it concurrent with my time that I had served in L.A. County. So I was getting released. My dad had business the next day. He couldn't wait for me, so he had to leave. And here, mind you, his son's getting released in Clark County from Clark County Detention Center in downtown Las Vegas. And my, I don't have a ride. I don't have anything. I only have the clothes on my back and few books I kept and some paperwork. And uh, and they sprung you on Skid Row. They sprung me on Skid Row, Sin City, with all the glitz and glamour and shiny objects that I like. I love it. By the way, let me ask you, was it surreal? Was it a surreal experience to get out and, 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 and ask yourself, did you have a what happened moment? I had a what happened moment, and I had a lot of uh, looking back and being reminded by my dad uh, last uh, just a while back. Uh, uh, yeah. What did, I, you, what did your dad remind you of? What was okay. It? So he left me I have $40 in a lockbox, you know, those realtor lockboxes that they put on a fence. So he left me that across from the Greyhound bus station and, and a bus ticket to get to the desert, start my journey in sobriety. Well, there were so many um, temptations, temptations uh, right there at my disposal. First off, I've been locked up for over a year. Uh, so there wasn't any sex. And then I'm in sex city, sin city, what have you. And then... Uh, drinking you know there's free drinks at the casinos and i got forty dollars not much but it's enough to get me buzzed and get me started on that journey well i didn't know how scared and how concerned he was because he didn't let on to it and i'm it's probably better that he didn't uh of trusting his son with forty dollars in sin city by himself after he's been locked up in a hotel room and I get out at 6 a.m. in the morning with no supervision, no accountability in the middle of Sin City, Skid Row, Las Vegas. And here I am, $40, hotel room, and I'm free. I don't have shackles on. I don't have a police watching me. I don't have a guard watching me. So I have choices again. Where I didn't have choices for that year and a half, year and a month locked up, I have choices. Andrew, you were free, Whatever. for sure. But um, what was there something missing? Was there something missing in this sea of of insanity that you stepped out into? Was there something missing that met, that made you so vulnerable to all the temptation that was there? What? What was missing when you came out of jail? Uh, my higher power. Uh, hindsight, there must have been a higher power. Was I praying to it? Was I looking at it? No. I, I, I was thinking of 
getting a hooker. Okay, let me ask you this. Your loving father, who was so terrified of your well-being and who you were just remorsefully shameful of your behavior and you had this, this struggle on, was your father possibly a channel of God trying to reach out to you and be there and to love you? And you, you denied that, that, that act of love, didn't you? you? That was a form of rejecting God, wasn't it? Because, because, because maybe, Andrew, maybe at that moment you were godless. What do you think? Think mm. about it. Something well, was going on. Well, I did on. do the right thing. In the end of it, I did do the right thing. In my head, if you, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm a sinner for my thoughts, then I, I, you know, I, I was, I was close. I, there was, a, there was a, there was a fork in the road when I got out. Wait, hold that thought. Hold yeah. that thought, because we're going to be breaking here for this segment. Okay. Um, I get it. Okay. There was a fork in the road. Uh, something happened. Okay. When we come back. We're going to be talking to Andrew about, um, about the external evil things that were still present at his most desperate, confusing moment in early recovery, early release. He was just spun into Sin City, and, uh, and you were vulnerable, weren't you, Andrew? Yes. All right, we're going to be right back with Andrew W. I'm Toby C. It's a concept show about talking about evil resistance and early recovery that so many of us experience. It's called The Fourth Dimension with Toby C. We'll be right back. If you enjoy our message, then please visit us at itmtoby.com. imagination to take us places we might be afraid to go you are entering the fourth dimension with toby c there is no such thing as coincidences here's toby all right so you get sprung out of out of the jail there in in skid row in las vegas your father up to a lockbox uh, across from the jail there on a fence or wherever with uh, 40 bucks and a bus ticket to get you home safely. And um, I want to know, Andrew, um, after the hooker and all the free drinks and not so free gambling over at the casinos, how much of that 40 bucks did you have left over? Uh, I, uh, you had the entire forty. Bucks I think like I, ha- I think I did have the entire forty dollars till I got halfway home, and, and we stopped in Barstow. Okay. And I broke down and bought a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> okay. So here, what an, what a surprise! I'll, I'll tell you, if you were listening to the last segment, you would have thought that for sure he went through that, uh, you know, like a like a match in a firestorm, man. But uh, he didn't. Something happened. And again, that's not this show to talk about God intervening and getting us safely where God, you know, and our loved ones want us. But, but we're here to talk about, you know, so you get home and um, your father's just, he's just 
beside himself. He's so happy to, to have you home. And now this is early recovery for you, isn't it, Andrew? Would you say this is, your, this is another opportunity for you to try to get better, okay? You know, maybe, you know, looking, you know, maybe at the time you wouldn't consider it early recovery, but it was another early opportunity, wasn't it? Yes. Okay. And, uh, and, you, and you told us last hour that, you know, recovery wasn't sudden, a sudden upheaval, a struck sober deal. Uh, there, there was a, it was kind of a gradual deal because your whole life was surreal and, and, and this whole experience was surreal. And maybe, let me ask you this, Andrew, was, was early recovery and kind of bouncing along the bottom there, was that also surreal? Yes, uh, and even sometimes today, uh, you know, especially when I look from where I, where I've come from, uh, it like your opening statement in the, in the preamble today or just now in this segment. Uh, it's hard for me to bring my imagination back sometimes to some of that stuff. You know, and, and don't think you're alone, Andrew. It's called, uh, the, Freud called I, it. I want to move forward. Hey, I, I get it. I get it. But here's the deal. Something, you know, the takeaway here is that, that something discouraged you, as so many of us are discouraged, in our earliest opportunities. How about that? Let's not call them attempts at recovery. Let's call them opportunities at recovery, Okay. And, and him or her or it, you know, shows up. And, and it's not a coincidence. It's meant to keep us down. It's meant to keep us discouraged. It's meant to keep us out of reality, out of the great reality, which we know is a God, the loving God of our understanding, okay, who was always there for us. But we, were just, we just failed to open ourselves up to him or it and allow it or him to, to enter us as described in, in so many of these, republic, you know, these recovery publications. So, so something was, was at play. Something, and, and I know it's difficult. Freud called it childhood amnesia. Nobody likes to, to go back and dredge up old negative stuff, okay? We need to stay out of that. But I'm here to tell you, Andrew, you've got, you've got a ghost story buried in there somewhere, okay? Somewhere, if you look back and you really open your mind and think about it, there it was. You had an opportunity, but maybe, maybe the, you know, the, the devil's cunning, baffling, and powerful, the subtle foe. Maybe it, it just subtly blended into this surreal life that you really enjoyed living, okay? And um, what do you think? Ah, uh, that's a lot to unpack. Uh, well, I, I tell you, uh, while you were sharing that, I was thinking of, you know, a big trigger for me was hotels. Uh, even after this one year of sobriety in jail. So being that my dad left me a hotel key, too, to a hotel downtown. So here I am with the hotel. I got the $40. I got my bus ticket. And I get in that hotel. And as soon as I get in that hotel, once again, the devil, Satan, whatever you want to call it, enters the picture and is... Telling me, well, I could get a drink. Okay, could... now this is temptation. Yes. For sure. But but did the temptation take you out? It doesn't no. sound like it took you it, out. It didn't. It didn't take me out. I, I, What I think, looking back, because I just kept moving forward. I think that was part of it. And my 
bus ticket was for, I believe, 10 a.m. So I got out at 6 a.m. So I, sh- I showered. I wanted to shower that jail off me, you know. So I showered the first time outside in a real shower, sort of, mm-hmm. in a hotel. Shower that stench and, and, and get freshened up with some real shampoo and stuff. And not jailhouse uh, product. And uh, I kept it moving. Okay, we're going to break for the bottom of the hour. When we come back, I'm, I'm, I'm still going to keep working on Andrew because I know he's got a ghost story buried in there that's going to be immensely helpful to a newcomer, somebody who's really struggling in early recovery. Ornell has even called them early opportunities at recovery. My name's Toby C. It's a concept show called The Fourth Dimension. We talk about evil resistance at early recovery. We're going to be right back with Andrew W. Stand by. Enjoy our message, then please visit us at itmtoby.com. Making sense out of nonsense, making you as curious and uncomfortable as possible with the truth. You've landed in the fourth dimension with Toby C. If you're just joining us on Toby C, this is our show called The Fourth Dimension. We talk about evil, satanic, demonic resistance that so many of us experience, although we don't know it at the time, at our earliest attempts or opportunities at recovery. Andrew, let me ask you this. Um, Did you have an overwhelming and compelling reason to get sober and to clean up and straighten out your life every time you got sprung out of jail? No. There you go. And um, and it seemed like the only sober time that you put together was during these these institutional uh, periods, correct? And um, and that was an opportunity certainly, but it wasn't it wasn't enough to keep you sober, was it? Because you were distracted by this surreal life. That, uh, that you left, remember? Yes. There was, it was always I was under the thumb or stranglehold of the legal system when I came into it previously. And so I still had in my, the stronger urge in my mind was that I could do this better. I could not get caught. I could be sneakier or... This time will be different and still go on with the party. So there mm-hmm. was that. You despised the, the legal system because it punished you. Mm-hmm. And, and is it possible that maybe to, to, to counter this anger that you had toward the legal system, that you allowed this, this fantasy, surreal um, attraction to seep back in? as a way to escape this anger that you had toward these institutions, knowing full well that this old surreal lifestyle led you to such suffering and misery, but you were still willing to open yourself up to it because maybe you were still in your head. What do you think? For sure. Yeah. But I didn't see that then. Right. So you, you, didn't, have, you didn't have any really good reason to get sober, did you? Not really. 
No, I mean, I, now, you know, I mean, again, again, I remember last hour you talked about you were terrified about being sent away to prison. I think you were facing 20 years. Yes. You were terrified. Yes. Even that thought of, 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 of a repeat performance, okay, being uh, uh, institutionalized or, and, and thrown in jail and punished again was not enough to keep you sober, was it? It was not enough to give you a reason in your mind to get sober. You finally had to get where in order to get sober, Andrew? I had to turn within. I had to turn within and... Uh, to, in order to find a God of your understanding. In, in order to find... And I had to s surrender. And I think I might have mentioned this in the earlier segment is the fact that surrender has been a big part of my journey this time. And I found that there's multiple layers of that it's not a one-time deal one and done it's not like that at least it hasn't been for me so yes yeah, surrender and i've had to want this i you know i don't know that i ever wanted it before it was always to get the heat off and this time okay so so the devil your ghost story was really the um you know overcoming denial okay and something wanted to keep you in denial something external the bright lights the bling the women the the whole deal still was like that that little beacon you know that little bug zapper attracting the bug okay right you kept going toward it right you got zapped every time right andrew yeah yeah no <laughs> i did keep going toward it. i i, I have a vivid imagination and i could fantasize and make everything better than it is and so there was a lot of illusion a lot of denial and uh i could still watch it pop up today in recovery and would you say that you were pointing your imagination toward the right objectives or still toward the wrong objectives your imagination early uh, recovery in the very beginning it was a it was a fight against good and evil it was a fight right i i, I had to be you couldn't it, let go, could you? You it, couldn't it completely was, let go and surrender, could you, Andrew? No, I mean, like, you know, just like I just shared with getting out uh, in Sin City, there was moments, if I didn't keep moving and putting one foot in front of the other, I was going to get taken down again. Mm -hmm. uh, because there is that evilness. There is that pull or how, that magnetic. How interesting. So looking back... Gosh, you know, I, I like the bug, t the bug zapper and bug metaphor. You know, you you escaped the bug zapper. I mean, unbelievable! All that, all that UV um, black light pointing at you, saying, "Come this way, Andrew. This is what you want, right? The bright lights, the gamble, the liquor, the drugs, the women, the insanity. That that was what you were experiencing back in uh, the Marina del Rey area on steroids, man. Yes. Okay. And and looking back, Andrew, do you think that something, something, or some loving God may have used your chan your father? as a channel to reach out to you and help you escape that bug zapper. What do you think? You're, do you think God was using your father and God, a loving God, rescued you from the bug zapper? What do you think? I mean, this is this show's hard because I'm like, I haven't thought about this in a long time. And I'm, I'm lucky to be here. I don't know how I made it out of that 
isn't trap that, house that isn't hellhole. That, isn't uh, that amazing? I mean, who? That, so what's the odds? What's the odds? I, number one of just an average person making it out of there. Yeah, and then let you, alone a drug addict, alcoholic who is living who is living this successful, surreal life. Okay, and you got dropped right into to the to the mother load of it, man. And and, and I made it out. And you got out of there. How did that happen? Yeah, I'll I, tell you. I'll tell you how that happened. You. You, I believe, opened your mind up to, to something beyond self, okay? And maybe you didn't know it at the time. Maybe you were just so aware of this evil, and you knew that this evil, this bug zapper was going to kill you, was going to take you down. You couldn't handle another zap. And, and you had an opportunity to escape, and a loving God got in there and, and rescued you, man. How the heck did that happen? And How a loving dad. I think the loving dad, I don't I didn't want to acknowledge that either, but probably but, the loving God and the loving dad. Do you think that God uses people as a channel? Oh yes. And, and as a guardian angel to oh, be yes. there at the right place for the right time for people? Oh, oh yes. Let me ask you this. Do you think Satan or the devil or the dark angel or whatever you want to call it, do you think it uses people as a channel to interfere with other people and to to interfere with their life and their spiritual growth and progress? What do you think? If a loving God can enter and use a person as a channel, what about the antithesis of a loving God, Andrew? I think yes, although a part of me wants to deny that. Once again, denial comes up. A part of me doesn't want to believe that because I want to believe in all good, happy, positive, self-affirming, uh, you know, I want to put all that stuff in the corner in a box. Right, yeah. right. Hey, by the way, you know, if you're just joining us, we're really kind of mashing it out this particular segment. But um, my name is Toby C. This is our show called The Fourth Dimension. And, and it's a show where we talk about demonic evil interference that so many of us experience in early recovery. And if you are a loved one or in early recovery and are suffering, you know, you might want to be aware that there's another player involved, okay? It's not him or her or it or you or God, it's Satan, okay? And to understand the presence of evil makes dependence upon a higher power, a loving God, ever so relevant, okay, and less abstract. And by the way, um, I'm in a 12-step program, and I believe Andrew is too, but I'm not going to really, you know, talk about that. But in one of the publications, it says clearly, by refusing to place him first, and that's God first, we deprived ourselves of his help. Okay, by refusing to place God first, we deprived ourselves of His help. And isn't it interesting? They don't want to say by by putting people and things, "Thou shalt have no other masters before me." Okay, if you're not if you're not in a deep relationship with the God of your understanding, then you're dancing with the devil. Okay, and you don't know it. Okay, and you might want to be aware of it. Okay, to be to be aware of the presence of a loving God, and and only His assistance. That's what this show is all about, okay? To be aware that there's something out there that's going to trip you up if we open our minds and our imagination to it. And for some reason, Andrew, you finally opened up your mind and your imagination to, to a power greater than yourself. You, you moved away from self-consciousness and you acquired something called God-consciousness, didn't you? I believe so. Um... Yeah, I don't think I would, I know, I wouldn't be here today. I, I, I escaped uh, that evil, and, and 
other evils along the way. And the only thing I can attribute it to is my higher power and a loving God as I understand him. Yeah. And by the way, Andrea, I totally agree. It's very difficult. You know, denial was kind of the theme of our show um, last hour and this hour, even though we really didn't, you know, beat it into the ground. But it's about being aware of the presence of evil, okay? Being aware that, um, that there is good and evil. And, and I believe that a loving God wants us to stay close to him, okay? And to pay attention to him and to serve him by paying attention to our fellow man and serving our fellow man properly, right? And not serving self. So do you think part of your experience was moving away from self-consciousness and acquiring a God consciousness? Yes, and I will elaborate a little more on the fact that one of my prayers today is, how can I serve God and how can I be of service to others? And I really mean that, and I feel that, and it brings joy to my heart, and even just sharing right now, my eyes start watering. I'm true to that. That's what I want. That's what I feel my purpose is, and that's what I want to give. That's right. I want to be a giver today. I've been a taker all my life. Mm-hmm. Hey, and by the way, not only are we givers, real true givers, unconditional givers, but again, it's about being aware of the presence of evil. We all talk about the Lord's Prayer. I know every meeting uh, we pray out, and one of the prayers that they select is the Lord's Prayer. And the Lord's Prayer clearly says, this is in the book of Luke, chapter 11, it says, and keep us from temptation and deliver us from what? Evil. That's right. And how interesting. It's, it's just rote. We just kind of recited, la, 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 and we don't really dwell on it. And I'm telling you, gang, if you really want to be happy, joyous, and free, then be alert and of sober mind because the devil prowls around like a, a predator looking for a vulnerable soul to, to devour. And the vulnerable souls are those of us who, who open our, our minds and our imagination towards self-serving motives and, and limited objecti- objectives. And um, it's just so nice to, to finally be at peace isn't it, Andrew? Just to finally... For to, the most part. Yeah. Um, to, I live a calm, peaceful life for the most part. and I didn't know that uh, that was something to cherish and uh, embrace. Yeah. We're going to finish up our hour here with Andrew W. talking about evil resistance that so many of us encountered during our earliest attempts and opportunities at recovery. I'm Toby C. The name of the show is called The Fourth Dimension. Be right back. message, then please visit us at itmtoby.com. Are you feeling a little uncomfortable? Then you're right where you belong in the fourth dimension with Toby C. Andrew, you got to admit, just like so many of us, you did have some near-death experiences, didn't you? 
Come on, I mean, there were close calls. There were close calls. Well, uh, well I'll give you this. As has been coming up over and over in these uh, two, uh, in, in this, is, is denial. Uh, I don't want to admit I've had some of that. But yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I've had and, some near-death experiences. And, and, yeah. and we do agree that evil presented itself to you and created this surreal lifestyle. And evil was in the form of the bright lights and the bling and the fast money and this lifestyle. And this. And it was a good ride, it, you know, living on a yacht in Marina Del Rey. The whole deal, it was, it was really a surreal experience. And, and, and it was fantasy. And the fantasy really was a, a gateway to denial, um, especially when things started to get difficult for you and your life started to have hit a couple of bumps in the road. And nonetheless... Um, you escaped the, this evil uh, bug zapper. You were able to fly away from this evil bug zapper, thank God, um, so you could continue um, um, fulfilling a purpose. And, um, and today you're able to move toward fulfilling that purpose, aren't you? Yes. And something way back when might have wanted you to keep you from the sensation and the joy of fulfilling that purpose. What do you think? Yes. Yes, for sure. Uh, and I don't know. I don't know today in my recovery <clears throat> if it's so necessary to have the labels, but I was definitely... I danced with the devil. I uh, lived in that darkness, and... I became accustomed to it. I became accustomed to it. It was. Mm -hmm. It's also part of our youth. It's all part of uh, uh, a, a, a rite of passage. Uh, In my late forties, at my youth, I don't know. Late bloomer. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, what's your takeaway here for the newcomer or somebody who's really struggling? Um, you know, is there is there any message that you might want to impart to somebody that? That looking back, if you, you could have maybe looked at something a little different or, or taken a different approach to something, that might be helpful to somebody understanding um, the difference between um, you know, good and evil and to, to help them move <clears throat> in the right direction. You talked about a fork in the road. What do you think? Well, when you put it that way, what comes to mind is how selfish and self-centered I was. And I think, uh, and I don't know if this works for everybody, but... One of the takeaways for me is that, you know, others are affected by this. There's a ripple effect, and we destroy a lot more than just our own lives living that lifestyle. It's the repercussions and the ripple effect that affect all those around us, our loved ones, our parents, our siblings, our brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, and then even out into the neighborhood. And, uh, you know... I know at times I couldn't even hear that message, so I don't know if some of you are still out there using and you can't hear that, but for God's sake, if you could think of others a little more than ourselves. The ripple effect, isn't it? The ripple effect. The ripple effect. Yes. And it was, um, and I heard, I read somewhere that there's no greater offense than to, to, um, interfere with another person's spiritual growth and progress and their happiness. And uh, this ripple effect was, uh, 
it wasn't serving God, was it? No, absolutely not. And and, uh, and maybe it was playing in the hands of something that didn't want you to to serve God, and to uh, and to honor, you know, a loving God. So glad you were able to to find a loving God and and to move in that direction and to acquire a God consciousness, Andrew. Me and, too. And 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 I'll tell you, hey gang, you know it's a crapshoot. I know a lot of people in this business of recovery, and uh, there's no scientific uh, proof and method and, and formula as far as who gets it and who doesn't. You know what I'm talking about? It's uh, it's something called God's will. Some of us lucky ones get to experience real God consciousness, and some of us unlucky ones, you know, we die a miserable, lonely death. And uh, well, I I find it to be in the seeking, and just seek. Seek God. Seek your higher power. Play with it. Have fun with it. It doesn't have to be such a serious, rigid uh, man with a beard in the cloud. Play with it. Have some creativity. What a great idea. What do you think is is one of the uh, easiest ways to seek a God of our understanding? What do you think? Um, give us a couple of, of examples of, of, of how a person can can move away from self-consciousness and this, this bug-zapper, evil mm. uh, attraction and to move toward God-consciousness. What are some various ways? I, I got a good basic one that I like to give uh, newcomers I'm working with or and, and even myself is just get out of nature. Get out of the concrete jungle, concrete high-rise or wherever you're living these days and go get barefoot in nature. Go yeah. for a hike. Go see some, smell the roses, as they say. That's right. Go get some nature and see that there's more to life than just yourself. See that there's creation all around you and Okay, smells. so you're talking about experiencing God consciousness. Yeah. Hey, let me ask you this, Andrew. What about the group? What about oh, yeah, what about the, a loving what about a group that a loving God expresses Himself through? What do you think about that? I totally agree with that, and uh, I've watched it work. And yeah, I mean the fellowship is it must not be missed. You know, you you really need to give that a chance. When were you when you were when you were deep in your disease? Were you in a fellowship? Were you in a group? Or were you lonely and alone and? Or maybe you probably had a. I, I was alone. I was alone, and even when I was in a group, I found I was alone because most of the people I was with in my disease were liars, cheats, and thieves, and I, I couldn't sleep. I had to sleep with one eye open in that group. I say. So let me ask you this: Do you think evil is isolation and loneliness, and that God is unity and and communion with our fellow man? What do you think? Yes, and I also want to elaborate that. I think once you do get your groove on with God, that you can be alone and not lonely. Ah, beautiful. That part. Isn't that nice? That's nice. It's Comfortable beautiful. in your skin. Right. But hey, but for you newcomers who have just got your training wheels on, get into the group, man. Find out whatever you're suffering from and find your kinship of common suffering. And you just might, you just might find a God of your understanding. What do you think, Andrew? I definitely agree. Right on. Thank you so much. Hey, listen, we're going to wrap it up. I want to thank Andrew W. for two hours of recovery radio and banter about, you know, you know, our, our earliest attempts and opportunities at recovery and how uh, evil is the subtle foe always there. Thank you again, Andrew, for joining us. Thank you, Toby. All My right. pleasure. God bless. Take care. This is Toby C. called The Fourth Dimension. 
talking about evil resistance and early recovery, come back soon and visit us. The Fourth Dimension with Toby C. If you enjoy our message, then please visit us at itmtoby.com.